0: What's up, everybody? Good morning. How are you guys all doing today? I hope you're all feeling good. Um, I'm excited to be hanging out with you guys today and excited to dive in deep into module number two here inside of the Secrets of Success membership site uh, with all of you guys, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But before I jump into module number two, I'm curious how uh, everything on module number one went for you guys. If you remember module number one, we started talking deep about the resistance, that feeling. Every time you feel the calling and something you want to pursue, something you want to go after, as soon as you decide to go do that thing and start moving towards it, that's when the resistance comes, right? It starts uh, starts getting in the, the way of us doing the thing we want to do, the thing we feel called to do, the thing that we really desire the most. I'm curious how many of you guys did the time study and start like actually monitoring and watching yourself uh, and see where the resistance was hitting you and how often it was hitting you and what your like outlets were as you were trying to like, okay, a couple of you guys did your assignments. Good, good. There you go. Um, it's interesting, like uh, even leading up till today, this week I had a really busy week. So uh, we filmed like 30 videos for this other challenge we're doing. we filmed a bunch of other things where I had uh, cutting away with my kids for wrestling. And like, it, was, it was an insane week. And, um, man, this week, especially up to today, like today, um, we have this training happening. After this, I've got some videos I'm recording for YouTube. And I can't even tell you, uh, as things got closer and closer and closer, the harder resistance hit me. And I was watching. I'm like, man, this is like this thing I'm excited to do. I'm like so pumped to do I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to share it. And, like, as I kept trying to prepare it and get ready, like, I just kept feeling it over and over and over again. And it's crazy because you think there would be like a point in your life where you would figure it out. You get the spot where it's just like, oh, this no longer affects me. This is easy. This is simple. But man, I don't know about you. It keeps coming for me. And uh, a couple of things, I've, a lot of people ask me actually over the last week or so, like, what are the things you do to overcome resistance? Like, what does that look like? How does it work? And everyone's got different tools and techniques. Uh, everyone's got different ways to do it. Um, but um, I was thinking about one of the ways this helped me a lot. Maybe this will be helpful for you guys. Uh, one of the things that I've always done that's helped me is I try to set like, deadlines in my head that, are, that feel real, okay? And I had a mentor way back in the days named Gary Halbert. Some of you guys may have heard of him, the people from the marketing world who are here. Uh, Gary Halbert is a great marketer. And one time I was listening to a tape from his, and I found out later, somebody told me this was offensive, so I apologize in advance. If I'm offending somebody, I probably will, but I don't even understand the reference, so I don't know how I can offend you. if I don't even understand it, but I'm going to tell you the story anyway because it was a powerful insight for me that I think will be useful for you guys as well. So uh, Gary Halbert was telling the story, and um, he said the way that he got things done in life is he said he called them lead or gold deadlines. And, uh, and then he told this story. And again, this is where somebody told me it was offensive. So I apologize in advance. Maybe I anyway, we're already here. So here we go. Um, he said that if you look at like how laws get passed in different countries, right? Uh, he's like, if you go like to the Mexican cartels and stuff like that, he's like, they'll come and like, we need to get this law passed. And they'll go to the government, and try to lobby for it. And the government's like, no, you're insane. That's never going to happen. He's like, so how do they get the laws passed? He's like, well, what they would do is they would go and they would break into the the house, the home of the lawmaker and he's got something done. And they would come to that person and give him a proposition. Like you need to change this law and you've got two options. Number one is lead and they have a gun. Or number two is gold. The, uh, like the bullet or the bribe. Like which one are you going to take? Lead or gold? And um, when those are your options, lead or gold, bullet or bribe, like like if that's your options, life or death, um, usually you figure out a way to get a thing done, right? And so Gary Halbert told that story and he said that um what he started doing for himself is he said, uh, I started like when I have a project, I have something, I would set this thing, he said, I called it a letter gold deadline, a bold of the bribe. I had to like I have to get this thing done or else I'm literally gonna die. He's like, I would trick my mind in the spot where I like, I had to figure this thing out right now or it wasn't gonna happen. Um, and again I learned this man 15, 16, 17 years ago, I heard him say that. And so I started tricking myself, and it probably drives my entire staff, my team crazy, but like I'll have something I'm like, okay, this is the deadline, this is when the thing's happening. And and I'm very optimistic. My head. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so easy. Like even this training today, I was like, okay, next week we're gonna do this training. It's gonna be awesome. And I'm, like, I'm very optimistic. Like I'll have tons of time. It's gonna be very, very easy. But then what happens? You set the deadline, and then for me, it's like I, this has to be letter gold. If I said like, oh, maybe next Friday we'll do it. We'll see. Then what happens is I get closer and closer to Friday. I'm like, it's not done. It's not done. Oh, we'll push it to the next Friday. Oh, we'll push it to the next Friday. And we keep pushing and pushing it. Right? This is the mañana principle I talked about last training. Right? Like mañana, tomorrow, tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. Right? And so I set these deadlines where it's like, this is the deadline we have to go. And so I do something where it's like, I can't, I have to create something where that deadline becomes like a literal letter goal. Like it's, it's stuck there. It can't move. And so for this, it was like, what did I do? I emailed all members like, Hey, we're going to train this Friday. Here's the link. Go register. And I'm like, all right, we to do it now. <laughs> like it's got to happen. Right. And so even though resistance is hitting me because there's this deadline that has to happen, I figured out a way to get it done. Same thing. We launched secret of success membership site, right? Like. We had a date picked and we're like, oh, this is gonna be tons of time. It'll be easy to get it all done. We set the date. We told the Phillies. We told everybody. We had it all like, it has to happen. We put it in our calendar and we started moving towards it. And as you just get closer and closer and closer, the amount of work seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The point where you're like, like, we're not gonna get this all done in time, right? And you guys even saw, like, we launched this thing. And yes, there's things that, like, after we launched, we, you know, some of you guys are coming in and things are working, like, uh, there's things that are broken. There's things that aren't working right. And it's like, if I, w- like, I would have kept procrastinating until it was perfect, it never would have actually got done. Right? Instead, we pick the letter goal deadline, we launch it, and that way it gives us the ability where we have to smash the resistance. I have to. There's no way because the site's going live. So like at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I've got to figure this out now because everyone's coming live in four hours. We have to go and get the thing done, right? So for me, it's one of the tools I use to beat, through, like to beat resistance and smash through is to really like identify that and figure out uh, a deadline, setting that deadline and not letting myself off the hook and then working towards that. Um, because that gives me the ability where, like, when resistance is hitting me, I'm like, I have to put this away because, like, I'm going to be on stage in two days from now. I got to have something prepared, right? And so, anyway, that's just the tool that works for me. And everyone works different. But that's one of the ones that helps me the most. Hopefully, that's useful for some of you guys. So today, um, again, module number one was all about understanding we have a calling, and then understanding as we start pursuing that, the resistance is going to come. It's going to hold us back, and becoming very aware of that. Um, and I'm curious, also, like. Um, as you guys started doing the exercise, like, did you become super aware of it? And did you shift things in your environment because of that? Um, ben Hardy wrote a really good book. I believe it's called Willpower Doesn't Work or something like that. And one of the, the main premises of that book is, like, we tried the willpower. Of, like, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to beat the resistance. We have this willpower. But, wow, willpower, willpower is hard to do. It's, it's easy when you have, like, motivation and you're pumped. But as soon as, like, things get a little hard, willpower fades away really, really quickly, right? You get tired. You get stressed. Like, willpower dies. And so he talks about the only way to actually have success is actually changing the environment around you. So it makes it easier. So I want to curious how many of you guys actually change some part of your environment so the resistance can hit you. Right. I know for me, um, it's funny cause I told I think I told you as a story, uh, during the last training, like, uh, I realized for me, like most of my resistance, like uh, my default is to go to my phone. And it's funny because, um, uh, I actually bought a second phone. I bought a social phone. I put all social apps there. I deleted them off my main phone. And for like two or three weeks, it was really, really good. And one time I was out somewhere and I needed to post something on social for something I was doing. And I didn't have my social phone with me. So I re downloaded Instagram and Facebook, made the post. And then I was like, I'm going to delete it as soon as I make these posts. I made the post. And then I was like, I'll delete it tonight. And then I didn't. And then check this out. This has been like two weeks. And this morning I woke up and I was trying to like finish the pres- presentation for this. And I, like four or five times I was on Instagram I was on Facebook and I was like, and so I literally re-deleted both those apps again this morning to like free myself from the resistance so I can move forward. But it's just crazy. Like the environment's always creeping up upon us. And we had to like protect ourselves in all these different ways. Anyway, so what I want to transition to today, what I want to focus on now that we've talked about the resistance, we're aware of it, we're we're figuring out ways to structure our environment and ourselves to be able to prepare ourselves so we can move forward so these things aren't holding us back, right? The next question is like, well, what are we actually pursuing? Where are we going? To, like, what is your purpose? What is the thing that you actually want that you're working towards? Okay, one of, the biggest pe- uh, one of the biggest problems people have in life is they never have a definite purpose. They don't have a thing that they're pursuing, right? They just, they're, they're trying, they're, they're, they're like in motion, but it's like a, uh, Napoleon Hill calls it a hypnotic rhythm, uh, where it's just like this, this like rhythm where you're just kind of going around in circles, right? It's like a pattern. You're stuck in these patterns. Um, when I say the word pattern, how many of you guys resonate like, like man, I, I have all sorts of patterns I get stuck into. Like I wake up every morning, and this is my pattern. And sometimes the pattern's positive, but sometimes the, the, the pattern's negative. But most people that's the problem is they just get in these patterns and nothing really get, really happens. Um, I remember for me when I first uh, got started in wrestling, I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to wrestle. I became a wrestler. I started going to practice. I would do things. And like I was wrestling. I was going to wrestling practice, but, but I wasn't progressing. Nothing was happening. I was just kind of going there, doing the motions, right? Same thing when I started my business. I remember starting my business. I was like, I'm going to start a business online. I got online and I started a business. I started reading books and listening to podcasts and studying. And I was like kind of doing the motions, but there was no momentum. It was just motions. It was just like this thing. I felt like I was in, hip- I, you know, that phrase hypnotic rhythm is the one that always resonates with me. But every time I feel like I'm just like hypnotized in this thing where I'm just kind of like doing the pattern, doing the pattern, but I'm not progressing. That's where I feel like I get stuck at. Okay? And that's what the majority of people are, are in. In fact, if you read the Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, he says that 98% of all the population is stuck in this hypnotic rhythm where they're not doing anything. They're not progressing, not moving forward, they're not pursuing anything definite. They're just kind of there like, oh, I'm starting a business. Oh, I'm I'm trying to be successful. Oh, I'm trying to be healthy, but they don't have a purpose until you have a purpose. Everything like nothing can actually start. Okay. So, um, that's what we're talk about today is like figuring out exactly what your definite purpose is. So we have the thing we are pursuing when I know what I'm pursuing. It's a lot easier to actually go that way. Okay. Now, um, I want to look at this actually through the lens of a framework that I love. It's one of my favorite frameworks. If you've been around any of my training in the marketing world, I talk about this a lot, but there's a framework called the hero's journey. Uh, how many of you guys have heard of the hero's journey before? Okay. All right. A lot of you guys. Um, very cool. So the hero's journey is basically um, uh, Joseph Campbell and uh, a couple of other guys did a whole bunch of research over, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, uh, researching mythology, all myths throughout time and uh, through different, um, uh, different societies, different timelines. And what they found is that pretty much anywhere you went uh, in any country around the world, in any timeline from now all the way back to the very beginning of time, when they found these myths and these stories that people had, the myths all follow the same storyline and the storyline they call the hero's journey. Right. And it's interesting because if you look at nowadays, um, uh, actually, so Joseph Campbell wrote the book called the hero with a thousand faces. He wrote a couple dozen other books, which are all amazing by the way. Um, but, um, uh, George Lucas, it's George Lucas, right? Uh, he, uh, he read the book, found it. And then he's like, I'm going to write this movie called star Wars. And he's like, I'm going to follow this, uh, this storyline, hero's journey flawlessly. And so he, he wrote star Wars and just followed it like, like beat by beat, step-by-step step, followed it perfectly launches this movie and it becomes star Wars. Right. Um, which is really, really interesting. And so, um, and then ever since then, now Hollywood is like, this is the storyline that works. And so like basically, every movie that Hollywood's put out in the last, you know, 40, 50 years is all following this hero's journey flawlessly. So you guys are aware of it, even if you don't know what it is yet, but you see it over and over and over and over again, right? And the question comes like, how come this, this framework has been used everywhere? Not just like in Hollywood, but you know, for the last four or 5,000 years, every society doesn't matter if you're in China, Africa, America, Europe, Australia, like every single society is using the same framework. Why is that? Right? Where does it come from? And my belief, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but my belief is like this, This framework is like hard coded into our DNA. The God like placed it in our DNA. So we all have this thing as literally like a map that's hidden in plain sight. Here's the map for how to be successful. Here's the map of your journey in life. Because all of us are going through our own hero's journey as well, right? And where are we supposed to go to? How are we supposed to do it? I don't know. But the hero's journey, I believe, is this map for all of us to be like, this is how you're supposed to do things. And That's why it shows up everywhere, place after place after place. So during these trainings, I'm going to reference parts of the hero journey many different times. We're not going to go to the whole framework today because that's not the goal, but um, I just want to kind of give you that because we're going to be talking about pieces of it today. And as we go module by module, we'll be adding different pieces of the hero's journey because um, it's interesting. As you study each step in the hero's journey, how it syncs to you being successful and you actually achieving the thing you desire the most and you actually finding fulfillment in that thing, they're all weaved into the, hero, the hero's journey, which is really fascinating. So uh, again, I geek out. I'm going to be referencing a lot, but I wanted to kind of state that, okay? But if you look at the hero's journey, Every hero, when they start their adventure, right? They they before they have their call to adventure, before they leave somewhere, they start in what's called the ordinary world. Okay, and you think about any movie. Think about um, the Hobbit, right? Uh, Frodo starts in the Shire, like that's where he begins at. You look at Rocky Balboa, right? He starts in his neighborhood in uh, in Philly. You look at um, like any movie, the hero always starts in his ordinary world. Okay, and then from the ordinary world, he has he hears a call. Right, the call to adventure, this thing to go and leave the ordinary, leave the thing that he knows, and go and pursue something great. Okay, and so that's the core part of the hero's journey. So what does that mean for us? It Means for us is that every single one of us are in our own ordinary world. We have we're in this spot, right? And the ordinary world is the world that's around you right now. Okay, so think about like where you woke up this morning, like what did you ate for breakfast, like where, the home you live in, the things like like this is your ordinary world. Okay, and I'd even go a, a step further and say it's not just your physical surroundings, but your ordinary world is at this point your subconscious mind. It's the thing that you have trained. It's who you've become to this point. And Ben Hardy says something interesting. He says your subconscious mind, he's like, it's not your potential. Like Your subconscious mind is your current floor. This is where you're at. This is your ordinary world. This is who you have become up to this point in your life, and this is what's ordinary, right? And maybe there was a time where like you, like, let's say, let's say if you look at these are levels, let's say, right? Like, if this is where you are now, there's a time when you were down here, and you went on some journey to become something different, right? Like when I was a kid, um, for me, I was a kid, and I, um, and I've gone on multiple like little mini hero journeys for myself, but I was a kid and I didn't know how to do anything. And then I got into wrestling and athletics. and I, I went on a journey to become a better wrestler. And I got to this level. But then when I got done with high school, like, I had gotten a spot where I was like kind of in my hypnotic, my new hypnotic rhythm, my new ordinary world. And I went on a new hero's journey. as I went to co wrestle in college, right? Entrepreneurship. I was it. I got to a certain level. So, like, so we're different levels. So don't think the ordinary world is a bad thing. Like, oh, I'm bad. I'm, I'm, I'm in this spot over here. Like, like, you are in the, or, your current ordinary world from, From all the heroes' adventures you've been on so far, like you're in one right now, and and my guess, if you came here, you're trying to go like you're trying to progress, you're trying to go somewhere different, right? That's why you guys are here. Otherwise, you wouldn't have signed up for a site called secrets of Success and trying to learn about personal achievement and philosophy. I'm like, how do we become more and how do we do more, right? Um, so you're at a spot where you're you're in your an ordinary world, right? And so in this ordinary world, what always happens is then the hero hears is called adventure. Like, I have this called adventure. So the question is like, what is that called adventure? I've talked about this before, and people like so like. It's like, do you hear something? Someone say like, Russell, go start a business, right? Or say, like, hey, Russell, you should become a wrestler. And the answer is no, hear, like, at least for me, maybe you do, I don't know. But I don't hear like an audible call, like an audible voice saying, this is the thing. Okay, what the call is, is it's a desire. It's something that's placed inside your heart, inside your mind. It's this desire, right? Desire is the thing that causes humans to move. Okay, if you do not have desires, you just be fine sitting there all day watching Netflix and do nothing, right? And all of a sudden something comes. We're in our ordinary world doing our thing. We have this weird desire It comes into our mind. And for most of you guys, how many of you have felt you get this desire? Like, ah, oh, I want this thing. And like, you think about it. You dream about it. You can't, I can't get out of your head. And it's like, why do I like care about this so much? Why do I want to go buy these old books? Why do I want to go, um, you know, uh, start wrestling? Why do I want, like, I think about things in my life. Like they don't make logical sense at the time. There's a desire that's placed there. And that desire starts and it starts little, it's like a little spark. And you think about it, and it grows into a flame and it gets bigger and it gets bigger the point where it becomes all-consuming, right? And you want to do something with it, right? That's the call to adventure. So you're in this ordinary world and you feel that desire for something, right? And it's a direction. Usually it's not super clear. It's not like, Russell, you're gonna become a state champion. It's just like, hey, you should, like, like you should go do this thing. You should go try this thing, right? It's, it's less of a, of a definite purpose and more of a desire for something. That's what the call is, right? That's why it's confusing sometimes because it's not super, like no one came to me like, hey, Russell, you should start a company called ClickFunnels. It wasn't that. It was like this desire to learn about marketing, this desire to like study Dan Kennedy. These, these I, I don't know where these things came from. These desires are placed that, pers- that you moving into a direction and then your job is to actually pick the purpose. Okay, that's why it's kind of hard sometimes because we don't consciously, we aren't, the the, uh, the calling doesn't give us the purpose. We have to consciously just th- to choose it. We just get the desire that gets us moving in a direction. Okay? And then the question is like, um, like that uh, that calling, is it just a one-time thing or how does it work? And this is my belief and this is what I've experienced over my life is that we get this desire, right? And I think, and again, it can come from wherever. You can believe whatever you want. I believe it comes from God. I believe God gives us this desire and it's like, oh, I should pursue this thing and we start pursuing it and then he's gonna watch us. He's like, what is, what is Russell gonna do when I give him these ideas? I give him these desires. What's he gonna do with it? Is he gonna be a good steward of these ideas or not? Right? And he gives us an idea or he gives us the desire and places it in our heart and he just watches Like, Let's see what Russell does with this. Okay, And for most people, they feel a desire. In fact, you've probably heard the scripture says, many are called, but few are chosen. Right? Everyone's called. Everyone gets these desires, but few are chosen. How are you chosen? You're chosen by actually doing the thing, by stepping out into the unknown, by taking that leap of faith and doing the thing. Right? But most people don't. And so you get this desire, you get this idea, you get this thing placed into your heart, into your mind, and God's like, hey, let's see what he's going to do with it. Right? And if you do nothing, he's like, oh, he's not a good steward of these ideas. I'm not going to give him more ideas. But if you take that idea and you do something with it, he's like, wow. Russell did something with this idea, with this desire. I'm going to give him another idea. I'm going to give him another idea. And you keep progressing and your capacity increases over time until someday you become the person you were called to be. Okay. I think about my business career. Like, uh, those who know my business background, like I own a company called ClickFunnels. It's a big company. Right. Um, but like when I got started in business, it wasn't like go build ClickFunnels. It was like, no, no, Russell, here's an idea. It's called ZipBrander. How many of you guys remember ZipBrander? Nobody does. It was a horrible idea, but it was my first one. It was this little idea. It's like, is Russell going to be a good steward of this idea? Let's see. Put this desire. I start a business and create this thing. So I go out there, I create this thing. I launch it. I make like 800 bucks with it. I'm like, oh, this worked. He's like, huh, Russell's a good idea. Of a hor- He's a good steward of a horrible idea. Let me give him another one. Okay, and I got another idea. I tried that one. And I did it. And then it's like, oh, here's another idea. Here's another idea. And eventually I got better. And I increased my capacity. I got a little bit better. Increased my capacity. And this call to adventure started taking me from step to step to step until someday it was like, hey Russell, wow, every time I've given you an idea or something, you were a good steward of it. Here's a really good idea. It's a thing called ClickFunnels. You guys should build this next. Right? And that's how it works. And now, if you would have given me an idea like ClickFunnels at the very beginning, first off, I wouldn't have had increased my capacity enough to even handle it. It would have crushed me under the weight of it, right? So like the whole goal is like as you're doing this, like, it's increasing your capacity to handle more. It increases your capacity to handle more. It increases your capacity to handle more. Okay? So I wanted to explain that. So when you have, when you're in your ordinary world and you hear this call to adventure, you feel this desire to do something, don't stress because you're like, oh, I'm not, I can't do that. Like, I'm not capable of that yet. Of course you're not. Right? You're not going to be capable of it right out of the gate. Like, he gives you a little calling. You go out there, you start progress. You start making motion and then you increase your capacity and you become worthy of a little more. And you keep doing it, you increase your capacity. And over time, that's the adventure. That's the fun part. That's the life. That's the, the joy of life. What t- typically happens for most people is we get the thing we're at the end, and then we're like, "Oh, that was not that fulfilling." But it's the, all the stuff in the in the middle, like us getting the idea, getting the excitement, increasing our capacity. That's the juice. Like that's the that's the fun part of life. Okay. All right. So that's some ideas. Like that's how when you're in this ordinary world, you feel this call, adventure, these desires, these ideas, these things that are placed. Um, now the problem with desire. Is that desire, um, desire will give you motivation, right? I mean, it's like that feeling of feeling motivated, like, yeah, I'm motivated. Like, you go to an event, you do something, you get motivation, like, this is awesome, right? Um, and then the problem with desire and motivation is like it ebbs and it flows, right? Like, when I started wrestling, I had desire to be a really good wrestler, right? I was excited, I was at home, I was all watching the videos, I was reading about it, I was like, oh, and then I go to practice, and I get beat on, and I get beat on, and I get beat on, and it's hard, and I get beat up, and that desire goes away. Right? It just disappears. It's gone. The desire goes away. The motivation goes away. This is horrible. This is hard. And so we have to transition that desire from that desire, and that motivation, when we have that. That's the seed of it all. We get that seed of desire, motivation, where right? excited. We have to turn that and transform it into momentum. If we don't, we will lose it. Okay? Life will crush the desire out of you. Right? Think about business. How many of you guys have started a business? Right, you gotta, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be amazing. I go to, I go to Funnel Hacking Live. I hear Russell talk about cpu one see people win two comic boards. I'm so excited. I got motivation. I got desire. I'm going to do it. You go out there. You do your first Facebook Live. You do your first product launch. You do your first thing and you get crushed. Desire and motivation gets crushed. You're like, oh, that's horrible. I'm going back to the ordinary world. Life was way easier over here. I'm not going to do that ever again. Right? If you just rely on desire and motivation, you'll get crushed. So we have to transform that in from motivation and desire into momentum. Okay, no, no, momentum is motion towards something. Okay, the problem right now is that we don't have something we're moving towards. Okay, and so that's what I want to focus most of today's training on is figuring out what you are moving towards, because then you can create momentum towards that. So even when you get crushed, it doesn't matter because you see the goal. You get beat up, it doesn't matter, you see the goal. You lose desire, you lose motivation, it doesn't matter because you see the goal and you're in momentum moving and progressing towards that thing. And you have to fall in love with that thing and desire that thing and dream about that thing. Because if you do, it'll pull you to it. Okay. If you don't have that thing, you just get stuck in this motion. Oh, I'm going to wrestling practice today. Oh, I'm going to start a business. Oh, I'm going to go listen to a podcast. I'm going to read a book. Okay. And you get stuck into this pattern um, of non-growth, non-momentum. Okay. The first step for us to get into momentum is figuring out what that is. Napoleon Hill calls this, he says, um, you need to figure out what your definite purpose is. Okay, and it's interesting, if you read anything from Napoleon Hill, you know, he, uh, one of the very first things he wrote was the 17 laws of success, uh, and he had these 17 laws, and, uh, and then almost everything he wrote afterwards was based on these laws, right? He took 17 laws of success, um, which was like kind of general, like here's laws for everybody to be successful in all areas of life, um, and then he went and he wrote think and grow rich, and think and grow rich was like, he took 17 laws, he broke it down to 13 that were his most important thought, and he wrote that, and that was like, that was like the laws of success for entrepreneurs, here's how to think and grow rich. And they took those same 17 laws. He tweaked it around a little bit. And then he wrote a book that was specifically for employees called How to Raise Your Own Salary. And they did another one. It's like all of his work was based off these same principles. And the number one principle he talks about in almost every single book, every single work, everything he talks about is that the first thing you have to have is a definite purpose. Okay? Not just like, oh, yeah, I'm here because I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling. I'm here because I'm starting a business. No, 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 no. Like you have to have a definite purpose. You have to be able to see the thing. It's got to be tangible, touchable. You better, it has to have to like, It has to be binary. Either you achieve it or you don't right? It can't be like, Oh, I'm here to start a business. Okay. Did you start one? Like technically, well, I bought it. I got a business license. I started a business. Congratulations. You did it. Right. that's not it. It's gotta be something that's, that this binary, you did, or you didn't, it's gotta be something like that. Okay. Um, and so I think about this with myself in in different areas of my life. Like when I got into wrestling again, I was like, my dad was in wrestling. I wanted to wrestle. I got there. I was doing, I was kind of doing the motions. I was showing up every single day practice. And then I remember, um, uh, that year there was the state tournament and my dad took me to the state tournament. And there were two guys from my high school who made the state finals. And one of them was a guy named Matt Woods. I remember he was a little tiny guy. He won state two years before he was going for his third title. And he went there, he wrestled, he won. And I remember him getting his hand raised at the end of the match. And this is like 15 year old Russell sitting in the stands. And I was like, that, that is now my purpose. Would he just experience? I want to experience that. I see the look on his face. I see the crowd. I see every like, like, I see everyone going crazy. Like that thing, That is my purpose. I need to do that. And that day, I went from being a wrestler who was just kind of in hypnotic rhythm. I go to wrestling practice. I'm doing the motions. I'm showing up. All of a sudden, I, I switched out of this. I got momentum towards something. I want to be a state champion. It wasn't like, I want to be a state champion someday. It was like, I want to be a state champion in the next 12 months. That became the goal. Definite purpose. Not a purpose. A purpose is to be good at wrestling. Definite purpose is to be a state champion in the next 12 months. Okay? Now, I had something to move towards. Now I was not to show up to do the things. Now I was like, I have to go this direction. I'm going to do everything I can in in the path. And there'll be other things we'll talk about during different trainings in the hero's journey that we have to address along the the path to get the thing we're doing. Um, Right now, the biggest thing is just having the direction, having the definite purpose that we're going for. Okay, same thing for me happened when I started my business. I started my business. I was showing up. I was like, oh, I'm going to start a business. It sounds romantic. It sounds exciting. I'm going to do this business thing, right? So I'm starting a business. And I'm reading the books and listening to the podcast back then. I was listening to CDs and teleseminars and like I was studying all this stuff and I was just doing this thing. I felt good. Like, oh, this is so good. Like I'm learning, I'm growing, but I was just stuck in this thing. And I remember, um, about two years into me growing and not actually doing anything, me stuck in this hypnotic rhythm. Um, that is when I got my definite purpose. And for me, um, it was, uh, I think it was August, it was in August 19th, I believe was the date I I had the date actually written down, but. Um, There was this guy named John Reese. He was an internet marketer. He was one of the pioneers in the industry. And he went out there. I remember he had coordinated a big huge product launch uh, for a product he was launching called Traffic Secrets. And um, he coordinated this big product launch. And then he uh, got over promoting it and built this big buzz and this hype. And he opened the doors. And in one day, uh, he sold it. It was a $1,000 course. And in 18 hours, he sold 1,000 copies of it. Okay, so $1,000 times 1,000 copies is a million dollars. And I remember I was actually on family vacation uh, this place called Bear Lake, which is uh, on the Utah-Idaho border. I met Bear Lake. And, um, and uh, back then, this is before we had cell phones and internet everywhere and things like that. In fact, the only way to get internet in the entire lake was at this one little tiny library. So I remember uh, I, needed, I wanted to check my email. So like, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday of that, of that week, I got on my bike and I drove, to the, I drove to the library. I jumped in there. I got on the email and I, I logged in to check my email. And all the emails are coming in. And then also there's this one that from John Reese that's like, we did it or something like that. I we remember clicking on it and I reopened this email and he's like, hey guys, we spent the last four or five months coordinating this launch, but the, the doors would open today and the first 18 hours sold a thousand copies. We did a million dollars in a day. That was the goal. We achieved it and all stuff. And this is, you know, 21-year-old newlywed Russell sitting there in this library by myself with a couple other people, you know, checking emails on the things on the computers next to me. I remember sitting back and I was like, holy cow. There's a human being who's just like me, a couple years older than me, but he puts his pants on the same way I do. He brushes his teeth the same way I do, and he made a million dollars in a day. I was like, if he could do that, I don't know if I could make a million dollars in a day, but I could I make a million dollars in a year? What if I did What if I made a million dollars in a year? And all of a sudden, Russell, sitting here in this ordinary world, not even knowing what's possible, trying to study, trying to start a business, hadn't made any money yet, and all of a sudden, I saw it. I had a purpose. I said, if John Reese can do a million dollars in a day, I wonder if I could do a million dollars in a year. Twelve months. I was like, doing the math. Okay. 12 months, a million dollars by 365 days, that's $2,739 is every three cents a day. That's, so if I created a course, if I sold three of my courses a day, that would make me over, that would sell over a million dollars. i do the math to figure it out. Finally, I was like, okay, that is the goal. I have a definite purpose. My goal is to create enough value in this world that I can have a course I can sell for $1,000. If I can sell three a day, every single day for a year, that's a million dollars. That's the goal. I make like a million dollars in a calendar year. And boom, I had my definite purpose. Now I was no longer just like spinning my wheels. I was studying. I was learning to like, boom, out of motivation, out of desire, into momentum, right? And when you get into momentum, it's scary. We're going to talk about that next week when we get into the next training. But you step out there and all of a sudden resistance hits you even harder. And every resistance comes at you. And your fear and your, uh, your uh, doubt in yourself and every anxiety also comes as you're pursuing that, Okay. But because you have the goal, because you have forward momentum as you're pursuing that thing, you have the ability to do it, okay? Without that, that shining light that you are pursuing and moving towards, it's impossible, okay? The road is too treacherous. No hero makes it on the journey unless he knows exactly where he's going, has that definite purpose, okay? So my question for you is, what is your definite purpose? What is the thing you are pursuing? Do you have that yet? If not, this is probably why you're stuck in this motion, Right? You're doing the things. You're spinning the wheels. Like, you're motivated. You got desire. This is exciting. You see everyone else doing it, All your friends are doing it. You're on Zoom. You see everyone else's faces on the wall. Like, these people are all in this together. But if you're not, if you don't have that definite purpose, so you know the exact thing you're pursuing, then you're not going to get it. Okay? I remember with this, like, this whole secrets of success business. Like, I was buying old books, spending millions of dollars, like, doing stupid things I probably shouldn't, collecting books. This entire room here, actually, at one point, was completely filled with books. They got so crazy that like, we couldn't fit any more books in this office, so I had to rent another office to go store the books in. And then that one got filled up, so I had to rent another. So I have two separate offices just storing books. I have too many books. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm having so much fun. The desire and the excitement is here, but there was no, like, something. And then all of a sudden, I remember seeing one day, I was watching Ryan Holiday. How I many of you guys know Ryan Holiday? Uh, Ryan Holiday is amazing. He runs the Daily Stoic and a whole bunch of things. But, but Ryan was obsessed with the Stoic era. And he wrote his first book called Ego, uh, I think it was Ego is the Enemy, yeah, I think that was the first one he wrote in the stoic bit, uh, market. And, and he went into that world and it was funny because like he'd always written prior, he would written marketing books. He was a marketing guy like me. He wrote a bunch of marketing books and then this was his passion project. He wanted to write this. His publisher was mad and didn't want him to do it. He's like, fine, write one and get it out of your system. Writes this one book and it sells millions of copies and he transitions to this thing we're always focusing on is the stoic era. And I look at Ryan, he's taking the stoic era, which is, you know, it's a, it's a window of time and a bunch of these really amazing philosophers, he became obsessed with them, took all the writings, that are everything they've written, and he's created, I think there's only like a, you know, half a dozen books actually written during the Stoic era. Ryan took those half a dozen books and written like two dozen books on the air, But he made that, that, that time, that section in time, like popular again, brought back these thoughts, these ideas from that world to our world. and has made our world better because of it. And I remember seeing Ryan, I was like, I want to do that, what Ryan's doing, but I want to do it for the New Thought Movement. 1850, 1950, that's my window. That's my window time. I think people's minds were the greatest. Um, and I want to take that era, bring it back and take that. And it's like, I was able to see it. I saw what he was doing and everything. And I was able to from that, craft out my own definite purpose of exactly what I wanted to do. And I went from me just buying a whole bunch of old books and wasting so much money to now we're launching a company and a movement. We're building a huge museum, like a whole bunch of amazing things because I have that definite purpose. Okay. So you got to figure out what is your definite purpose. All right.